four years of being removed from the public eye, Chris Envy, the fearless leader of Dynasty Wrestling, is once again making his return to the professional wrestling world. This is the Envy Me Podcast. This is the Envy Me Podcast. Taking you through the rise, fall, and rise again of one of the Northeast's most respected pros. From in the ring to out of the ring, brace yourself to hear some of the most insane stories ever told. And you'll get them right from the source. Real, real, raw, raw, unfiltered. This is Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. Co-hosted by Travis Manning. Now, here he is. This is Chris Envy. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Envy Me, a Dynasty podcast. I am Travis Manny, and I'm alongside the Chris Envy. Oh, dramatic pause. You like that? You like that? What's going on, Chris? How are you doing? I'm I'm good. I mean, this weekend has turned out crazy. I had nothing planned, and then all of a sudden, everything popped up, so... It's been busy. Yeah, that's the way it goes, man. You know, we went from recording this yesterday to now late on a Sunday. <laughs> Let, let's do it. It's time fluid. It's fine. Yeah. So how how's uh, how was your weekend? How are things going? How's everything um, been since the last time we sat down to record? Uh, you know, this has been the most exhausting weekend. Um, playing daddy daycare. My wife is out of town at a bridal shower in Massachusetts. So, um, it's been me and the kids. Ah, exhausted, the house. man. House to yourself. Well, not really. Kids. No. Kids ruin that. <laughs> kids ruin been, that. <laughs> when my wife's not here, I like to go and do projects around the house that she'll tell me no to. So, I haven't been home much. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not a bad thing. Get out. Enjoy Until she gets it. home. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's been a lot going on in the world of wrestling as of late. I don't know if you saw everything going on with uh, Mandy Rose. Oh, I've seen everything with Mandy Rose. Oh, <laughs> as we all have, she has uh, exposed herself. Uh, WWE I'm has not let. Complaining. Yeah, no, me either. But WWE has let her go due to her fan time account, where she has been posting some explicit content. Um, yeah. you know, I, I heard from somebody else that it was quite explicit. Um, but this is kind of like a first in a way for WWE because they've ran into issues with, you know, things being exposed in the past, you know, look at page, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is the first time where the talent has one made money for it. And two, just openly, openly put the, the content out there. You know, I, I wanted to get your take on that. If you felt that they were right, if you felt that, you know, um, they were justified in, in letting her go. Uh, so I'm not a lawyer. I can only tell you from my point of view, if the contract says there's a morality clause with regards to nudity that WWE doesn't have their hands on, then yes, I think they're justified. Um, but, we don't know that she was actually fired. We just know she's no longer with WWE. So was this a case like Zelina Vega where they're like, you can't have that account. 
or you're fired? Or did Manny right. Rose say, I make way more doing this than you're paying me. So deuces. Which, which is what I've heard. And I, I haven't seen anything. I, I may be wrong. I haven't personally seen anything from WWE um, saying that she has been released from her contract, but I've seen it in all of the dirt sheets. So, you know, that that's a good question. Now, a lot of, a lot of what I've heard online is that, you know, well, back in the nineties, back in the two thousands, they were pushing all their women into playboy and they were doing all this stuff. But I mean, if it's in the contract, right. Then, Hey, guess right. what? And you they can't set do it. That up. You can't do it that, you know, it's the same with, with everything else that's in their contracts, whether it be, they own your name, they own your gimmick, they own all of that. You got to go based off what you sign. You sign the contract. You knew what you were, you know, you knew what you were doing. Right. And is it because she's as Mandy Rose? I mean, I don't know if that's her shoot name I, or not. I don't know. Like I said, I, I haven't personally looked it up. Mm, oh, I, I have. Think. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know how she's doing it. I don't know if she's collecting money as herself. But even that, I, you know, she's still portraying a character on TV. And right. when people see her, whether she's as herself or not, she's you know, you have a company image to uphold. And if you're not doing that, I feel like they were justified. Now, now she with, came in after Paige. So do you think this morality right. clause was after that? I, like I everybody, feel like it's across I the board. I feel like it, yeah, it had to do with the, um, you know, everything that happened with Paige. Because, I mean, let, let's be honest, that really, uh, that could have hit way more negatively than it did when the right. Paige stuff came right. out. Because that was, everybody saw that. And that was... Yep. A lot more than what Mandy Rose is, is putting out there, you know, so right. I, I don't know the. But it's know. also different because her stuff was leaked. Mandy is intentionally saying, pay me for my right. butt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see these goods? Put the money up. Oh, <laughs> I would know? like to see those goods. Yeah. Yeah. No, she is. Uh, yeah, she's, she's easy fantastic. on the eyes. That, that, that's for sure. But now with. Oh, so where, where was I going with this? So. I did see something. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, all the stuff going on with her has me fucking spaced out. Uh, <laughs> I did see um, where Tommy Dreamer was talking about the fact that basically, you know, whether, you know, I don't know if AEW is going to reach out to her and and try to bank on the fact that her name is is popular right now with everything that's going on. Tommy Dreamer straight up said, you know, and, and I don't know if anybody knows, he's pretty high up in impact at the moment. That, mm -hmm. you know, get a hold of him, reach out, DM him, find his number, because Impact would love to have her. Do you right. feel like a company should take a step back from bringing her on board because of Absolutely what's going not. on? No way. Everybody knows that everybody and their mother has a foot finder account or a OnlyFans yeah. or a TikTok. So, I mean, the, everybody needs a second avenue of income. And if that's her role, I mean, fuck Playboy, go call her. You, it's going to be the highest selling episode or magazine of the year. In fact, deep pocket, Tony Khan should be like fucking no compete clause. I'm signing her this week. Yeah. And and I, I think contract. that was one of the things that they talked to. I don't know if it was on busted open or where they were talking about it, but um, I believe that was one of the things that they said, like, you know, um, if there wasn't, if it wasn't for a no compete, he should have had her yeah. on the very next episode coming out. Right. Right. You know, but then again, it goes back to, we don't know what the contract situation is because it's only been third person information saying that she's released. Maybe it's so, a work. Hey man, we've seen crazier works. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Montreal. Yeah. 
regardless, I I think her last run with NXT was some of the not obviously the the best stuff that ever came from her, but I mm-hmm. think it was some of the best work from a female that we have seen in wrestling in years. I mean, I she agree. was up Absolutely there agree. with the Sashas, right. with the Beckys, all of them. She showed that, you yeah. know, she's not just some girl that came from Tough Enough. Like, she can stand with them and, and bang. Like, she was entertaining as fuck. Right. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Mandy. I mean, I, I make a lot of jokes about how she looks, um, which is phenomenal. But yeah. she's oh, outstanding. She's come so far. I don't know very many people that came in at the bottom of the tier and have excelled so fast, so quickly. Yeah. She's awesome. I agree. I saw that Vince, uh, I don't know who he was talking to when he was talking about it, but he had basically put it out there that he got bad information, that he basically shouldn't have retired when he did, and he wants to come back. I've seen that, you know, everybody in the back, the morale has gone way up since Vince left, and they don't want him back. You know, they're like, good riddance. You know, the company is finally going where it should have gone years ago without the leadership of you. You know, basically, we don't want you back. Yeah. Now, I don't think he's coming back because I think it's out of his hands at this point. And I think if it was up to him, he'd already be back. But, you know, as a promoter, obviously on a different scale. But what is your take on, you know, on him coming back? Because I feel like it would completely derail everything that they have built since he left. Yeah, I, I, you got to respect the guy for what he did and what he built as far as the empire. Uh, but it's different. It's a new regime. It's things are better. Ratings are better. Morale is better. If he wants to come back, bring back Mr. McMahon. Don't bring right. back Vince. Yeah, I, I think if, you know, almost like uh, when Eric Bischoff came to WWE, like you're just on screen. You know, right, exactly. don't fuck up anything that's going on behind the scenes. Yep. Just be yep. that character on screen, which honestly, I don't want to see because I feel like when we have seen him lately, he's a shell of what he used to be. Right. You right, know, yeah, and it's, it's, it's not the same old man. Yeah. Right. And it diminishes everything. Mr. McMahon at his peak, the greatest heel of all time. I, he was, right. yep. he was amazing. Don't ruin that because, you know, every right. time you step <laughs> yeah. in front of the screen, it, it takes, you know, it takes away from the uh, the nostalgia of, you know, how we remember you. Right. You know? And also, if he is, even if it is an on-screen role, once your foot's in the door, you'll be like, hey, why don't we do this way? And then it's that down, you know, yeah. slippery slope and everything. Like, well, change this. And Vince said, fuck Vince. Right. I don't, I don't want to see him back. You know, did no. you get a chance to check out the uh, the Vice special on on him? No, the stuff that I read. I mean, th- it's still WWE funded, so you know it's going to be slanted. They're going to only tell you what WWE says is okay, and um, I don't like it. Yeah, no, and i i didn't I didn't get a chance to watch it either. i i heard I heard different things. I heard that it was good, but I also heard it was basically just like footage that was taken from like all these other yeah, documentaries that were just kind of smashed together, yeah. which to me, yeah. it's like, well, I've seen most of those. I don't need to see this. Um, right. It's like a cash grab. Like, Oh, it's a hot topic. Yeah. Let me get yeah. ratings. Now that the Vince McMahon doc or not even a doc, I think it was like a, a biography. Um, the movie. Yeah. The biopic, the, the movie that was supposed to come to Netflix or wherever it was. Yeah. I was interested in that, you know, hopefully right. they pick, they pick that back up. Cause I, I feel like, 
you know, that's what they need to do. These documentaries are great for one thing, and that's just throwing a lot of dirt on a situation that's happening. But that's what people want to know. We don't want to know the good stuff like happily married man who made himself a billionaire. I mean, was he ever happily married? Is anybody ever good call? Good call. (laughs) Oh, so, you know, so why don't you you introduce schmuck face? Oh, I was going to bring him in towards the end when we do our this oh, or that, right, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring him Tell in him now. Shut his fucking mouth. Do you want to call me what you originally called me the first time we met? Uh, what did I call you? It was dick face. <laughs> <laughs> it was dick face. Oh, we yeah. Just when not, you didn't I'm turn my here. mic on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I stand by that dick <laughs> face. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have our first guest on the podcast. His name is Ben Zaloga. He is part of the Shenanigan Show podcast alongside me and Ryan Rodriguez. Um, check that out. That may be coming back soon. Don't uh, say so, maybe. you know, shameless plug there. I'm here for it's comedic coming back. relief. That's it. But um, Ben worked the Dynasty reunion show uh, running camera for the announcers table. Yeah, he worked hard. He sat there and watched the GoPro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, did he go? Every time I looked at him, he was staring at the ring. I was doing good. I mean, oh, fuck, yeah. it was a good show. He had to stare at the ring. I was doing good. <laughs> That was my first show I went to other than, like, WWE sh- shit that I set up with, like, the Pepsi. Back Honest the opinion, how'd you feel about the show? I fucking loved it. Honest opinion, you want Dynasty yeah. to come back? A hundred percent. We all do. Me? We all do. We don't want to see these bullshit posts Even if from wasn't Mr. A part Chris of it. Envy saying that, you know, Dynasty isn't coming back. We want Dynasty coming back, okay? So, speaking of that, you've been a fucking heel lately. Oh, it's yeah, great. I love it. You know, uh, it's great. you know, not so much on on Facebook, <laughs> although, you know, that that one post that that's a pretty heel move saying that, you know, you know, maybe we'll do another reunion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but suspense. What's I got to know? What's the issue going on with this other promotion? <laughs> you, you gotta you're gonna me. open it yeah I, that, that's straight up we're going we're diving right into the dirt yeah, how about all right, you, Travis? Right. i guess that's what people want right that people yeah. are listening to this they want shit all right so which company you want me to talk shit about because i got dirt on everybody well i we'll, we'll get in <laughs> we'll we'll get into that a little bit later on so this week's podcast is going to be about the relationship between dynasty and other promotions throughout dynasty so we will get so to that good. but this other promotion that had to cancel their show due to the snowstorm. Oh. I don't even know their name. I mean, that should tell you something. I'm, I'm here All with right. you. We're healing it up. All right. All right. So Jason, sorry, bud. They asked, I'm going to tell them. Um, so a New York championship wrestling. So I don't want to give away too much about the shit that I'm going to spew later. When you ask me about other companies, NYCW was run by Patches. I have no issues with Patches. Patches was always a great dude. When I saw another company was starting, I didn't want them to feel the way that I felt when I started Dynasty and everybody's like, fuck these new guys. So I reached out. I was like, hey, bro, why don't you invade our show? And then we'll invade your show and whatever, work together. I even got a connection for T-shirts. He was all for it. My partner, 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 Mike. Yeah, partner. He was against it. He's like, fuck these guys. That's too close to where we run. Let's crush them. All right, whatever. 
So I went to one of their shows. It was okay. It was an independent show. You know, decent entrance. They had a big banner. Um, they guardrails. It looked pretty good. You know how I feel about all the lights on. Mm-hmm. So, but everybody's doing that now. Um, I guess they weren't making money. Um, they they were one of the promotions that likes to book sixty guys in uh, six matches and run four hour shows. I'm not a fan of that. Um, whatever you got to get your friends in a match. Here's four on four with no storyline. So they sold it. I rumor I have not confirmed Jason Stone now owns the company um he's been great uh when he first took over the company I heard he bought how much would you buy an indie company for you get the ring the guardrails the name the championships is it is it's really worth much I mean no (laughs) so no I'm curious to see what he spent uh I was told by several people it was thirty thousand dollars what the fuck? I mean, in New York, that might get you a year's worth of shows, but right, you uh, could have anyway. you could have started it from the ground up cheaper than that. Right, right. Um, there was some good stuff that came with them. They got some good talent. They got a dope ass looking belt. The end. But <laughs> Jason was doing everything right when he first took it over. Um, he put up flyers, he put up graphics, he was signing marketing people and merchandising people and photographers and everybody was getting the press. So I was like, fuck dude, this dude's doing it right. And I was actually envious of the way he was doing it. Cause we didn't do it that way. Um, then his first show was the hall of fame show. <laughs> um, not that great. Who I was on that card, you know? Uh, Booker T was at the event. Really? See? (laughs) Um, I believe Fox Vineyard was still part of that show. Yeah. So I wasn't keen on the way that show was being promoted. But if you need any help, if you need any ideas, let me know. I'll help you. I'm not doing anything else in my free time. Uh, I did pitch an invasion angle to him because I was toying with the idea of doing a reunion show. So if we, here's, here's the idea. I'm just going to spill it out there because it may still happen somewhere. Spill it all. Whether they want it or not. (laughs) All right. So there's a tag match. Two on two regular match in the middle of the match, four or five guys hit the ring Oh, fuck, my battery's going to die. Time out. All right, so where were we? All right, so regular tag match. Short match, throwaway match, guys you don't really care about. Towards the end of your match, you whatever the Iggy is, four or five guys jump in the ring, black masks, hoodies, you know, whatever. Lay waste to these scrubs, and then we cut a promo. Short promo, real short and sweet, like, we're back, blah, blah, blah. Security chases us out. We're gone. Next show, nothing. Show after that, same thing happens, but this time we unmask. And now you know, oh, shit, they got Dynasty shirts. That's the fucking asshole. That, whatever. He didn't want to do it. So I was like, all right. About a week before the show, he calls me. Hey, man, can I, like, use your license? (laughs) 
what? What? Right? No. Uh, so then they were supposed to do a show in October. I think it was October. And then about two weeks before that show, they canceled because they were doing that Joe Davis, whatever that con was. I say that you take it however you want as a con. Now, hold on. I I don't want to skip past them asking to use your license. He bought the promotion for $30,000. How does how does he not have his own license? Well, he was told that the license expired in August. $30,000. I just want to put that out there again. You'd think well, that maybe, I mean, maybe that's not the right number, but that's what I was told by several. I mean, people. that's what we're going off from for $30,000. Yeah. You better make sure that everything still checks and everything's in order. Right. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> holy um, shit. Your license does not expire until October in New York. Um, so maybe his bond expired. Maybe his license or his insurance. I don't know, man, but it wasn't your license. So that show got, uh, he ended up renting from ECPW. Do you hear me, Anna Rana? <laughs> from New York State Athletic Commission, he rented ECPW's license. <laughs> okay. Oh, I wish I had a shots fired button. <laughs> Whatever, I did it too when I first got started. Yeah. It is Which it we've is. talked about. Him. Right. I'm open about it, as you know. <laughs> it's on the, so, you know, check, check in our archives if you want to hear about how uh, Dynasty started. Episode one, a lot of check shows it out. To go through. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you know. Man, I, full disclosure, I screwed that whole show up. We got to redo that one. My timeline was so jacked. I mean, I, everything. You know, I thought about that because Tom Ugly was on that show. Yeah, he was on the first one. Yeah. He passed away that October. You know, I thought about that because I had the card in front of me, but I'm like, maybe this is wrong because I don't remember where I got the. No, the I was definitely from. wrong. All right. There well, were a couple things where I was like, wait a minute, that's not right. We'll revisit. Uh, I was nervous. It made, it made for a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so then October, they were going to have another show. I don't remember who was going to be on that one. And they scrapped it two weeks before because Joe Davis was doing some Binghamton wrestle con um heard that they spent a ton of money on that show and i pictures i saw maybe there was 150 people there i don't know man i didn't think we did very well on the last show we didn't spend very much so then this last show so this is every other month now since august was supposed to take place on this past weekend i was actually going to take my kids to it um, Thursday, I think there was a very, very long winded post that he wasn't going to do the show because of the inclement weather. And he didn't feel good about putting people traveling in bad weather, even though the event was going to be two days after the snowstorm. So that one also got canceled. I don't, they haven't run a show since the poorly run hall of fame show. I see the uh, reoccurring theme here. We announce yeah. shows, we promote them, we cancel them. There's a lot of people that have been burned by them, still haven't been paid from the first show, although I do know he's reached out to most of them. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. If you tell me you're going to run a show and I buy tickets, and then you cancel. Then you're going to run a show and I buy tickets. I mean, eventually I stop buying tickets. Yeah, I agree. What's his name again? Jason Stone. Jason Stone. How fucking dare you? You ever want to come on this podcast? You ever want to come on this podcast and talk about this? We're we're always open for it. But how? Well, I'm sure you do it. He's a good you. dude. You're He's always been super respectful, dude. But how dare you? <laughs> and the, the posts from the wrestlers that work for him aren't even like bashing him. Well, they are, but they feel more bad for the fans and the wrestlers out in central New York because they had a place to wrestle under patches. And now that he moved it to Albany, they don't have a place to wrestle in central New York. And apparently they don't have to wrestle a place to wrestle in New York either. I'm depressed too. <laughs> yeah, do you ever right. put beer cheese on your depressal? All the time. <laughs> I love it. But no, and listen, I don't want it to come across like we're just bashing because, you know, this is all truth. Honestly, we want independent wrestling to succeed. It only makes sure. Dynasty succeed. You know, if, you know, when, seriously, though, when, when people are putting out good products, people want to come to independent wrestling. When people right, are going to shit right. independent shows, they're going to be like, I don't really care what company it is. I went to an independent show. It was ass. We want to right. see you do good. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, and hopefully you get it together. Stop canceling your damn shows. And we'll pop out and see one. Maybe. Boom. Uh, yeah. We'll go as it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, now now that we talked about one company, let's let's get into the dynasty talk. That's why everybody's here. They want to talk about dynasty with the dynasty face himself. Chris Envy. It's ironic because so. you called me heel Enver. You know, I didn't. <laughs> the face of the place. <laughs> heel Envy. How's that? No, no I'm AJ Styles. <laughs> We'll, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So now, when you started, when Dynasty started, let's just go all the way back from the beginning and just talk about companies that you know that you worked with, or you know your takes on the other companies that were out there. So when you first started, you know what? Did you have any help from other companies? Did you? No, no, nobody helped me. Nobody helped me except for Tom Ugly. Um, I was not very well liked locally. Um, I was called a glorified self-taught backyard wrestler. Um, it's not true at all. I was actually trained by Michael J hunt and super destroyer in Colorado Springs, um, Rocky mountain championship wrestling. Um, they're not around anymore, but they were all great dudes. Um, when I came out here, I actually trained with a lot of people that, uh, at SPW superstars of pro wrestling. Um, Travis was the owner it's and a champion. Kick ass name. Um, yeah, he's kind of a, no, he was a good dude actually. He's a rapper now, or was a rapper. I don't know. But other people like Drake Evans, who ended up running and owning In Your Face Wrestling, and Len uh, Oddity, who was a staple in upstate New York, um, they all trained at SPW, and they knew that I was trained and not a backyarder. But everybody at In Your Face thought I was this big piece of shit. So, you know, no, nobody wanted to. Help I went me. into in your face once when I, you know, when I was probably, fuck, I was probably like 19. I wanted to be a pro wrestler. Like, you know, obviously you grew up a wrestling fan. You want to be a wrestler. So I went to in your face, went and checked out the spot. 
the little warehouse they had in Cohoes. And that was it. But then, you know, I've seen all their stuff. I've heard them, you know, I've heard the talks about how, you know, the owner just makes himself the, you know, he's the champion. He's the face. He's the, everything revolves around him, which we've talked about that. That's not the way to do it. Nope. But so keep, keep going. I just wanted to let you know, you know, I know about (laughs) in your face and I'm not, you know, they were it. They were the only ones around. Yeah. Um, World of Hurt was around here for a little while. I only caught them at the very tail end of of their original run here. Um, so it was just in your face. Uh, you either wrestled for them or you didn't wrestle at all. Um, so I didn't wrestle at all. I went other places, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Vermont, Pennsylvania. I mean, any anywhere that would have me, I was going there. Um, in your face did not help me at all other than by motivating me. Uh, they were the only show in town. They clearly didn't want to use me. I don't blame them. I was arrogant. Um, so, yeah, they didn't help me. So when we ran our shows, <laughs> our very first show, I was told, it was posted online, actually, that um, it's run by a backyarder and they'll never draw 20 people. Well, I still, I remember who said it. I remember when it was. Who I remember other people, John McDowell. I'm not throwing that out there. I don't throw shade on Len Oddity. I've <laughs> fucked with him enough. I was a very bad friend to Len. I own that. Uh, we went to a show. Apparently I left him there, even though the referee was supposed to give him a ride. Um, it did not happen. He left his gear in my car. It took me quite a while to get it back to him because I didn't go to Schenectady ever. All my fault, 100%. I own it. I was a shitty friend to Len, so he doesn't like me. Um, I don't blame him. I probably would hold a grudge about that too. Anyway, so he said we would draw 20 people, and I used that as motivation for years. Um, John McDowell still brings it up. Anytime I post a picture of one of our crowds, he'd be like, looks like it was more than 20 people. So Fuck yeah, uh, inside joke, but it motivated me. Um, World of Hurt, didn't, when they came back, they didn't really have um, anything bad to say about us. Shane Alden was always, is still always a stand up dude. Um, if I reach out like, Hey, you got room anytime. He's always like, yep. No, no questions asked. He always makes room for me. He's an awesome, awesome dude. Um, him and his wife. So then we didn't really cross paths. We did talk a few times like, Hey, your shows are usually on Fridays. Ours are Saturdays. Let's piggyback our dates and we'll bring a name to your show two and a half, three hours away. And then they come to our show the next day cut the cost of, of travel, hotel. I mean, everything, uh, it never worked out. We stopped trying after a couple shows because then I started working with Mike and at the time, I don't know how Mike is now, but at the time we didn't really want to do business with anybody. We, he was trying to build a monopoly and I was trying to pad my ego. So, um, and NYCW patches was always super supportive. Um, we had talked briefly about doing shows together. Um, and I don't want to throw shade, but I'm gonna, I went to a few of his shows and honestly, besides the people we were already using, there were maybe two people that I would have used in dynasty. Um, not a big fan of a lot of the guys there at the time. Um, I don't know who wrestles there now. So again, I'm not trying to throw shade at the other workers. Um, but either it was bad gear or you didn't really have a look or a character or you, clearly didn't talk to anybody who wrestled before you because they won with the same move. So right. just the way things were done wasn't the way that I wanted to do things. You know, I don't want to dumb our stuff down to somebody else's level. Point. Right. Right. 
Um, I just went to a show. It was a uh, Dynasty reunion show, and I can't. There were like three different spots that I saw in probably three matches, and I was like, "Who the f- who's agenting this backstage?" You know, I so, I was at that show. Yeah, yeah. No, they sucked. I mean. I've been no, the worst at all, but there's things that <laughs> I was on commentary and I don't normally do commentary, maybe for a match or set up a storyline. I'm usually backstage because I want to know the finish or I'm going to give you a finish and I want to make sure people aren't duplicating things. And I didn't do that. I dropped the ball because the people that I asked to do commentary, Dan Ram, Chuck deep, you can go fuck yourselves. They didn't show up. Yeah. So I had to step in. Well, they missed out on a good fucking show. Um, I will say that, you know, when things pick up again, I agree. Have you back there, you know, running things? I want to shout out Mr. Man because he ran commentary with you on that show and he yeah, kicked fucking he ass. And I would love to hear him on Dynasty commentary for the foreseeable future. He's at commentary anywhere, honestly. I agree. When you put a mic in front of him, the motherfucker shines. Oh, my God. And, yeah. You know, and I enjoyed that. That was really... I I believe I had seen him in the past, but that was really my first time up close and personal seeing him work, and it, he's great. He's great. So you know, I don't shout know out if to I've you. Ever touched on this publicly, but I was at a World of Hurt show. Man, these guys are getting a lot of push right now. Um, and I think it was a triple threat. Swinger Sadusky had got tossed out of the ring, I think, and blew out his knee, and Mister Man was heel manager at the time he went outside the ring to check on him um at the direction of the referee i don't know who the ref was that match but kudos to you and mr man went out not to check on him because swinger's a face and he's a heel but he was choking him as he was making sure he was okay and he would look around for the doctor and go back to choking on him and make sure nobody else came near him or tried to pick him up or do a move and i saw that from the the balcony and i was like if I ever run another show, that son of a bitch has a job for life. Every yeah. single time he wants to work, he's got a job. And he is, he's blown me away every single, he's blown me. He's blown me away every <laughs> single show. Oh. He keeps the story alliance that he comes up with. I will give him shit like the man sons. And he turns that into gold. I mean, all three of them turned it into gold, but he, he improves on all of my ideas um, he comes with his own ideas. Um, I don't know if you saw the reunion show commercial with the back to the future. He set that up with the DeLorean guy. Like we kind of pitched ideas together. I kind of had a flyer made up years before. If we ever came back, it was like back to look, it's right there on your wall. Yeah. But that was all him. <laughs> like he did it in one shot, one take. And I was like, what the, this dude is insane. Yeah, no, he's also he, like a dog whisperer, a hypnotist, a magician. Well, I like, didn't fucking know about it. that. That's impressive. Yep. Yep. True story. And now he's making like buffalo wing sauce. Well, I'm gonna have to hit him up for some of that. For sure. We should, <laughs> we'll bring him on. We'll yeah. Him, no, we'll I, I was just gonna say that he, he's a hell of a guy, and I I definitely want to get him on this podcast at some point. Um, just because the man is a talker. You know, you put a mic in oh, front yeah, of him, and and we're gonna have a kick ass show. We could sit back and not say a word, and he'd take us 45 <laughs> minutes. You know, and I, I've met him once, and I can tell you that. So uh, it depends if he's in character because he's actually really, really humble when he's not Mr. Man. When he's Michael, I'm not going to say your name, Mike. Um, <laughs> when he's Michael, he's very humble and a loving, amazing husband. And he's just a, such a good dude, man. He doesn't get enough. Well, I tell you what, we'll bring Michael on and then we'll get Mr. Man to come out. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, that sounds All like right. a plan. Take my spot. <laughs> sounds dangerous. Oh, <laughs> uh, like so now let let's keep going on the on the companies. So now were there any other companies that you either that you had interactions with, good or bad, in the first run of Dynasty? Um, New England Frontier Wrestling, which became Revival Pro Wrestling under Eric Newton and um, Chris Gallerani, were very, very influential. Um, something else that we missed in the rise of Dynasty. I got my ring from Eric. Uh, he was using somebody else's ring at the time, so he said I could use that one for our first show, which was supposed to be a one-off. While I had it set up in my garage a month prior, I was fixing welds and painting it and redoing the ropes and new turnbuckle pads. So I put a lot of money into it and he was like, keep it. It's your ring now. All right. So that's a huge piece for us. Oh, hell yeah. Um, But we were going to do a reunion show, not a reunion show, a a joint venture. I believe it was in Massachusetts. I don't remember what part. Most of our shows with RPW were in Chicopee. Um, But we were supposed to do it and I don't remember what happened. It was a couple weeks out that I had to, pullback i was paying the dynasty guys he was going to pay his guys and we were just kind of some of our matches were a dynasty versus dynasty some of them were his guys versus our guys it was just going to be a fun show to help us grow and then when we did the next dynasty show he would bring his guys to us to help him grow you know so we worked together um but it didn't happen i it was probably something that i did on my end not like friend wise he was one of my closest friends um yeah he's well, I man, he doesn't get he doesn't get talked about enough as being one of the best promoters. But now is that I'm sure is that promotion Eric still Newton? going or no? Um I last worked for them in twenty fourteen. Um the day before our mall brawl show at the Rotterdam Mall, Eric actually passed away. And I believe his wife and somebody else tried to do a couple more shows after that, but it just wasn't the same. You can't yeah. do an RPW show without Eric. It's it's not RPW. That's unfortunate, man. Yeah. Now, yeah. so now once we we know the story. If you listen to the so our second episode, when Dynasty went down, originally a new promotion came from that. Now we're we'll get into that. But were there any other promotions while you? So like from 2018 to you came back that you were working with or trying to partner with or, Um, you know, do something with to get dynasty back. I tried to do the invasion angle with NYCW. They didn't want any part of it. Um, Drake Evans did come back for one or two shows as survival championship wrestling. Um, But then the pandemic hit and I, I think he's probably done. They were supposed to do a show. Uh, I think it was at the mall and they couldn't get their certificate of occupancy, which was the BS excuse that he was given or that I was given. Um, not true. As far as I know, it's not true. Cause I've never had a certificate of occupancy to run anywhere. It's not my job. That's the venue's job to cover that. Um, I've reached out to uh, Johnny Moose of excite wrestling several times um, since coming back to New York. And, you know, promoters are not supposed to get along. We're supposed to be cutthroat and hate each other. He is always, always, always been the most supportive promoter that I've ever met. Uh, with the exception of Eric, 
um, and maybe Anthony McKeegan from PPW. Um, Tony, I still fucking love you, man. Every time I see him, he's like, you should have been a ring of honor every time. Love that man. Anyway, so that, <clears throat> but Johnny Moose has always been super supportive. Um, I reached out to him not that long ago because our venture that you and I have discussed off the air, I wanted to know what his thoughts were on the process. Um, and we talked for probably 40 minutes. His kid was at wrestling practice. My kid was at basketball practice. So we just, you know, dad time, you know, we caught up on a, a bunch of stuff, you know, the commission and things that are good, things that are bad, things that we would like to fix. So Johnny Moose has been absolutely insane. Um, if you get a chance, go see one of Excite Wrestling shows at the X in the Oakdale Mall, I think. Um, Dude, I, I love, own- I checked out their, uh, their setup there. It's great. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I haven't been out there personally, but I, I went on, you know, through their Facebook and stuff, which you can check out. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. The, you know, they have pictures of their setup their you know, of their shows that they've run. It's, it's nice. It's inspiring. Yeah. And everybody that works there is top notch. Even yeah. the students they're that you can tell they're being trained the right way. Right. And you really can't tell who's a student other than their moveset might be a little more limited, but everything mm-hmm. is clean and crisp. Like they're, they're doing the right thing out there. I'd love to get out there and, uh, you know, maybe we could take a trip out there someday and check it out. I'm down. Absolutely. You know, I, I'd love that. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, bud? Come on. Can I get a press pass because I'm poor. <laughs> Same. Oh, so now. Then, um, uh, let. All right. Let, let's get right into it. <laughs> you know, uh, so out of the fall of Dynasty came what? I don't know what you're talking the about. The promotion that came out of it. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. No, you know. No, no. I, you know. You fucking. So, uh, <laughs> this is gonna be the last one we talk about. So let let's end it. Let's end that on a on a high note. <laughs> it is it a high note though? No. Um, <laughs> Dynasty 2.0 is an absolutely great company. Um, they're doing everything right. Um, I say Dynasty 2.0 because I'm torn on my emotions on that therapy session. Um, I'm bitter. I'm angry. I'm frustrated because what they've turned into is what I walked away from. So basically they took dynasty. They slapped a new can of paint on it, changed the name, uh, put a couple of different people in places and continued running the same venues with the same fan base as a different name. Uh, and I'll put them over because they've been doing a great job. Mike and I have no heat anymore. I know everybody's hoping we do and we hate each other and there's this big, ugly rivalry. There was, but we're old and we're more mature now. So Immortal Championship Wrestling puts on great shows. They don't tend to cancel them. Um, if a name cancels, they bring it. They bring in another name. Uh, Al Snow couldn't make it for whatever reason. Um, and they brought in Sandman. And then they brought uh, Al Snow the next show. So, I mean, they, they're doing it right, man. Um, I don't know how they're doing it because they're bringing a lot of expensive talent in and their crowds seem to be good crowds, but flat. Like you're not spiking at five, 600 people to cover those names. I don't know how they're doing it. I couldn't do it. Um, but kudos to them, man. They've been going strong. I, I think what, two years in now, three years in yeah, 18, that's... four, maybe. I don't know. They've done a bunch of shows. I I'm torn because I, 
I look back and I'm like, wow, man, I wish I had that crowd or I wish I could afford to bring that name in, or I would have done this with that, that storyline. So I do kind of follow it. Um, they did an auction not that long ago online, which I thought was fucking genius. All the extra pictures they had, they were auctioning off like, Oh, this one's 10 bucks buy two. And they're, I don't know, two for 15 fucking brilliant. We never did any of that stuff. So I know he's got good people in his ear. Yeah. So I see it and I'm proud that they're doing a great job because Mike was just a fan before we opened the doors to him. But at the same time, I look at it and I'm like, fuck, what if I didn't walk away? Like maybe we just hit a low point and, and I should have stuck around, but 32 hours in a car in two days to break even, man. I just, I was burnt out. My marriage was falling apart. Uh, you know, full disclosure, welcome, welcome to the podcast. My marriage was falling apart. Um, my girlfriend hated me. I wasn't being a good parent. I was in the worst shape of my life. Um, it was just a real shitty time for me. And I, maybe I just subconsciously didn't want to do wrestling anymore. Um, you know, my, I'm getting shit from my girlfriend for taking the time off, going to New York and not coming home with any extra money. I get it. My, my wife at the time was working full time and going to school. So when she was home, she was sleeping. So she wasn't helping out. So my, my poor girlfriend's taking care of all of our kids that aren't biologically hers. One is hers. She's getting no help. I'm working overnights. I'm gone on weekends. It just was a shitty situation. So to not have any money and to leave your wife and be like, yeah, peace or your girlfriend and come, well, how much did you make? Nothing. I just, I just have to ask. Because I know that our listeners are going to wonder. Did you say you have a wife Uh and girlfriend? Yeah. Same house? (sighs) Travis. You know what? We're going to touch on that in a later episode. Uh, Stay tuned. to See, when when I say we're going to be bringing in these (laughs) insane stories that you are only going to get from the source himself. It's going to be fun. I'm just saying, if that doesn't hype you up for future episodes, I don't know what will. <laughs> okay, continue. Well, if it helps, it was on. Um, have you ever heard of Wife Swap? Oh, yeah. I'll just leave it there for the next episode. Yeah. Well, they don't call me Envy for no reason. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm you dirty kidding. dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, when we come on here, my goal is to get the dirt from Chris. I, I, I want to hear the stories. I want to hear all that. But it's all love at the end of the day. You know, there's no hate anywhere. We hope everybody succeeds. We hope all these promotions do great. Don't believe that. You can't see him right now. He's shaking his head. <laughs> Thumbs up. Oh, but. With that being said, we are now <laughs> heading into a little uh, segment, kind of, that we started last week, where we're going to play a little game. It's kind of like what they call this or that. I'm going to throw a couple names at Chris. He's going to give me his name that you know out of the two, and then he's going to kind of explain why he's picking that person. I got some good ones. We got to have Boy Genius make a little intro for that segment oh, there. I've... It's coming. Okay. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you saw Road Dog went on and said that AJ Styles is better than Bret Hart. Cadillac Jones, who was on 
the reunion show for Dynasty, who's a crazy Bret Hart fan, did not agree with that. And I saw that's how I originally saw it was on his post. So with that being said, Bret Hart or AJ Styles? AJ Styles. Um, I don't think Brett, Brett was different in his time because he was so technical. Um, I would compare him, I'll probably get shit for it, but very much like Lance Storm, you know, like super crisp in the ring, but has the, the charisma of a table chair, you know, like, yeah, which we, we we touched on that last week. Right. Is that there's just no personality. AJ can hit the big flashy moves, but if you look at his early TNA stuff and look at what he does now, he's grown into such a more rounded wrestler. Like he knows when to hit moves. It wasn't high spot after high spot where your whole match is a highlight reel because what do you remember? Now he, right. he hits the big spots when they matter. Um, Brett was very smooth and very crisp with his moves, but Besides the sharpshooter, what do you remember? Taking the buckles? Yeah. You know, somebody Irish whip them in and it looks like the whole ring shifts. Maybe the atomic drop because it was so crisp or the elbow off the second rope. And that's the you know, thing. Like he, he, didn't, he was super crisp in the ring. Right. But for that time, if you if you yeah, pull exactly. uh, off exactly. fucking one of those five-star Bret Hart matches now, you're going to be like, eh. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah I agree. Well, it was the land of giants. You had people yeah. like Warlord, Barbarian, Hercules. You know what I mean? Like these huge, and larger than life guys. I don't discredit Bret Hart for that. I just don't think in today's, you know, in the, in the today's wrestling, that he would be anything special. Right, I agree. You know, and that, that's not because everybody him. does he, what he did. He was the he was one of the best of his era in the ring. Right, AJ Styles is the best in the world. Sorry. He is my favorite wrestler. Not, not my favorite to watch. I just think when I look at just pure skill, there is no, nobody better than AJ styles. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Seth Rollins is close. I wish they had a better rivalry. Um, I don't like AJ soccer mom here. It kind of turned me off to him a little bit. Like, uh, I know you're trying to be a little more edgy and hardcore, but, Maybe you're covering a bald spot. I don't know, but I'm nitpicking. I mean, he can do things I couldn't dream of doing. Um, and still, and that's what's crazy is you know right, that he's right. not young. When's the last time you saw him hit a spiral tap? Like that move is insane. Yeah, and he hits it perfectly every time. It's impressive. Yeah, I don't, De- AJ definitely AJ. Although AJ does suck on the microphone, but not like literally, not he like a- did. He did. I feel like he is. I don't feel that way anymore. No, I don't. I feel like he's improved, but I feel I still feel like it's forced. Like you're trying to be a tough guy when you're the nicest dude ever. Before WWE, I felt that way. I feel like, yeah. and even when he first started with WWE, the John Cena feud brought him to a level that I didn't think he could go to. Yeah, you know, and I, I felt like he. I mean, when you're standing there and you're going toe to toe and banging with one of the best ever on the mic, you know, debatable, but. Oh yeah, one, no, one of the best I, yeah. ever. And you're standing yep. there, and, and you're you know you're not getting back down like Roman did when he had the feud the first oh, one. Oh, that brutal! You know? 
I I give him his ups on that too. I mean, the dude came a long way, and I feel like he can hold his own on the mic and is the best in the ring. Yeah. All right, I'll give you the ring. I don't think he's I, he might be able to hold his own, but it depends on who he's talking. Yeah. To. I mean, yeah, I, it, it I depends the situation too. I guess you know when he's with right. the the club or whatever the OC, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, yeah. They they all gel together, you know. So it's a different dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Comfort level. No, oh, yeah. So next there is a, uh, so we record this on Sundays. They drop on Wednesdays today, Sunday, December 18th. It's RVD's 52nd birthday. So happy birthday to Rob Van Dam. Yeah. yeah. I so, love RVD, man. Oh, he's, he's amazing. With that being said, I'm going to give you a little ECW and I guess I'm going to, I'm going to consider this WCW. Jeff Jarrett. Okay. I mean, you could throw him really anywhere, but I'm I'm talking like WCW Jarrett, like two late nineties to early two thousands Jarrett, or RVD, ECW RVD. I'll, yeah, I'll take fifty two year old RVD over <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. That's not even close, bro, dude. RVD is like my top, easily top ten, probably close to top five. Just like AJ, like he was way ahead of his time. The stuff that he could do in the ring, on the mic, he was a different character. He wasn't trying to be a tough guy. He's like, I'll fuck you up. I'm the whole show. I don't care. He was so different. Jeff has been the same Jeff, last outlaw, because everybody else is dead or retired. <laughs> He's been the same Jeff Jarrett since he left WWE when he was strutting with the double J, double E, whatever. See, I, I fucking hated Jeff Jarrett. As did yeah, everybody. But I hated him more as King of the Mountain. Yeah. But I mean, when you so okay, maybe with me it's because I'm a big fan of his podcast. And you I see, didn't even know he had one. Oh yeah, my world. It's a one of the Conrad Thompson podcasts. Oh. But you see a different side of him and you see the genius behind the man, you know, behind the character. And it's like, okay, but that's Jeff Jarrett, the businessman, not the wrestler. I know, but even so that, if you take RVD, oh, the businessman, I'm going Jeff Jarrett. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. But even that, but in ring, when I go back and watch it now, I'm like, I get it. I get it. You like, he's the ultimate fucking heel, but it had to be explained to you. Right. I RVD, exactly. you know what RVD is. Yeah. If you, if I have to explain the punchline to a joke, it's not funny. I agree. If you have to tell me why your heel is good, you're not a good heel. You never had to tell me why Jake the Snake was an asshole or Million Dollar Man was a piece of shit. Shout you never to had to tell me. I knew. <laughs> I mean, not re- in real life. He's an awesome yes. dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, but RVD. I got a story about RVD. We went to uh, Russell, WrestleMania 20 was New York City, right? Uh, oh, whatever. They did yes, a fan yeah, fest Madison down Square there somewhere. We did a fan fest, and they did the same chain gang hold the chair out to the side thing. Yeah. And I beat whoever was in first place, and then so they told me to put it down, and then somebody else came up and beat my record, so they got an autographed Hillbilly Jim. Whatever. I would have beat that fucker. Anyway. I mean, so, it was Hillbilly Jim. It's we're walking right. around, and we went over and got pictures, and I brought my daughter, Brooklyn, up, and we took pictures with RVD. Awesome. No big deal. I asked, I said I was doing the rolling thunder as an independent wrestler and I wanted his permission to use it. And he's like, yeah, man, go out and kill it. Go ahead. Just make sure you hit it. Good. 
fuck, dude. He just told me I could use this move. That's awesome. So he's already one of my favorite guys. Now he's even more one of my favorite guys. We're walking around towards the end. This is hours later. RVD and his handlers are leaving and he sees me and he's like, hey, where's Brooklyn? Like all these people you met all day long and you remember my daughter, dude? Yeah. She didn't even talk to you. She might have like high-fived you or something. I have a picture. I'll send it to you. We'll put it on the page. That's awesome. But like you remembered my daughter, man. That that just And he's always he's always like came across as a a fucking stand up dude. Yeah. You know We did a show somewhere in Rhode Island and he was at it. Chris Masters was at it. Tom Ugly was there with me. Um, I think Tom was ref in that show. And we were outside and Chris and R V D offered us both to take a hit. I don't smoke, but Tom did. I mean we're just schmuck guys in the the back. And he treated us like you know, Life like goals to smoke with RVD, <laughs> and you just—you know what people Man. would do for that. <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know. Ugh. All right, so we're Excellent. gonna yeah. we're gonna take it back. Um, I I I agree with what you say. RVD probably would have been my choice as well, but I I just have that soft spot for Jeff Jarrett now, uh, thanks to his podcast. So check it out. You know, we don't make any Podcasts money. Podcasts do that, change your opinion on people. They do. I thought Kevin Nash was a big piece of shit, arrogant prick, and I listened to his, which is one of my favorite ones, because of the way they banter. Exactly, it's like best friends. Man. Exactly, you know, and it's just a lot of the. There's very, I mean, there's wrestling talk on there, but yeah. it's so far and few between. You know, you're they're talking about right. music, they're talking about movies, they're, you know, yeah. uh, it's it's great. They're just talking. Speaking of Kevin it's Nash, so, so we're gonna take it back to the new generation. I don't want to hear. You know, WCW, nope, all that's gone. Psycho Sid or Diesel. Now, oh, man. that's tough if we're just talking new generation because they were both fucking huge names at that time. If if I can be serious for a moment, <laughs> I hated both of them. I liked Psycho Sid for one match when he retired Hulk Hogan. And then yep. skinny ass, no steroid ultimate warrior came back. So I liked him for that match. Diesel, I thought was the most boring big man in the history of wrestling. All he did was come out, put his fist in the air and kiss Shawn Michaels ass. Here's my jackknife power bomb. Yeah. Here's my big boot. The end. I mean, it's all he had to do back then, but I thought both of them were so incredibly boring. I've never liked the, what, what do they call it? The Hoss matches. The big, big dudes mm. smashing around. I never liked them because it's so limited. Goldberg and Brock. I guess Kevin had a much lengthier career. I mean, he did more. He won championships. Sid was at his peak in WCW. I don't think he ever accomplished anything of note in WWF. He was the champ. For how long? I'm I sure mean... he was the champ. Vince gets a hard on for big dudes. Diesel, so you give Diesel is what while. you know. If you ask Mr. Dave Meltzer, Diesel is the worst drawing champion of all time in WWF. So you know, sure it, worse. it's got to be worse. I, that, I but I, I agree. agree. I do agree. I don't. I would not go to a show just because. <laughs> <a> really <laughs> shitty thing to say if we ever run shows. We want to book Kevin Nash, but I would not have gone to a show just because Kevin Nash was on it. But I don't enjoy that type of wrestling. But let me tell you something. If they were advertising Diesel, I feel that way. Kevin Nash, when you let his personality come out, he's a whole different beast. 
You know, Definitely that's why the outsiders but work so diesel. well. Right, exactly. And, and that's why I'm I agree with you. Diesel. That's why I agree with you. If it's a, okay. if it's yeah. diesel on the show, I'm going to feel the same way. I'd rather, I don't need to see that. All right, but if you're booking them, what music do you what's what music is he coming out to? Wolfpack. Hundred percent. Wolfpack over NWO. Yeah, and over oh, Diesel. I think yeah. Diesel would get the bigger. I want pop Kevin Nash coming out with the forward facing bandana. You know, oh, shit. You know, I want yeah. Wolf. I'm a huge WCW mark. That's my shit. I Same. loved it. Same. Wolfpack was the greatest fucking rendition of all other than, you know, the original NWO fucking great, right. but Wolfpack, you know, Before Sting coming out with it. the red Scott Hall, yep. Nash. Uh, Don't say Luger. No, no, I'm not. I'm not a big Luger. I'm a big fan of Luger now with Why? how he's he changed. His, no, no, but he, he has changed his life. Right? He's gone through a lot. Dude's living in a wheelchair now, but. You think that was by choice? Like I mean, yeah, he probably doesn't live himself. in the wheelchair. <laughs> but, no, but yeah, even he's changed his life. Yeah, okay. Guy's going through liver failure. You're yeah. probably going to quit drinking. It's not like you decided one day I'm going to be a better man. He found God. He still killed Elizabeth. <laughs> we'll we'll t- we'll touch on that one another time. <laughs> I'm the dark side of the podcast. Yeah, the dark side. No, I don't. I don't know the specifics. I know that's the rumor. I, obviously, he didn't. But yeah, I mean, it was a tumultuous time for a lot of people back then. But with that being said, way to be PC. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag heal envy. Uh, yeah, heal envy. <laughs> Name of the podcast. It. Oh man, that's a whole different character. Yeah. <laughs> You will, you'll have a lot of listeners, but you won't have a lot of fans. I dig it. I dig it. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up this week's podcast. Wait, wait. We didn't let Dickface say anything. Who's he picking? Oh. Sid or Diesel? He doesn't know who they are. I'm going to put my two cents in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put my two cents in here. So, you see... That's Some all the time we have tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm picking diesel. Cars run on diesel sometimes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, it's like I had a diesel thinking. truck once. I've been looking at my thumb for like the past 38 <laughs> minutes because it's got a cut on it. I don't know where it came from. That's what I've been focusing on this whole time. I keep, That's what it takes to keep him quiet. I keep looking over at him. He's like, <laughs> That's why I'm not talking. I'm trying to figure out where this came from. I'm going to go to the hospital. the same size as my penis. <laughs> you kidding me? This is bigger. <laughs> i wish all right guys well that is all for this week thank you so much for listening make sure to head on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five-star review because we love it like rvd five Five stars all around and leave us a review let us know what you think of the podcast also if you're on facebook if you're on tiktok if you're on youtube go to and we have a TikTok podcast, and you can find us on all of them. We have a TikTok. We do, but I knew that I haven't posted on it yet. It's coming, so go follow <laughs> it. <laughs> Wait, call us out. This just in. We got a TikTok. Yeah, we got a TikTok. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week right here on Envy Me, Envy Me, a Dynasty Podcast.